This week, we look at some innovators who have been honored for advancements in science and technology. Plus, we'll check in on some Edmonton companies that will be pitching for investment next week. Hi, I'm Karen Unland. And I'm Faiza Ramji. And this is Bloom, the podcast about innovation in Edmonton. Welcome back, Faiza. You've been on the road lately. Where do you? Where do your travels take you? Uh, you know, I've been, it's funny, I haven't traveled in so long. And then lately, I feel like I've been going somewhere every month. Um, I, I don't want to be mean, but uh, I just came <laughs> back from Phoenix. I was there for a few days. Um, it just kind of a random opportunity to take a, a few days away. And it uh, seems like I couldn't have timed it any better. Yeah, it's uh, minus 16 as we speak. And I I just, I hate you just a little bit. That's <laughs> not going to harm the quality of this episode. <laughs> hey, fair. I would hate me just a little bit too. <laughs> well, uh, things have been busy back in Edmonton. And I thought that this episode, we would catch up on some of the things that are happening in the innovation ecosystem lately, uh, things that have happened and things that are going to happen. Uh, one of those things was the Aztec Awards, which were held on November 4th at the Productivity and Innovation Center at NATE. This is the 33rd annual event showcasing science, technology, and innovation in Alberta and actually almost didn't happen. Um, but Technology Alberta stepped in to keep it going. And it seems like it was a big success. There's 300 people in the audience, lots of happy award winners on LinkedIn. Your feed probably was full of people with their with their plaques. Um, before we get into some of the winners, I just want to know what your thoughts are on awards as a way to kind of connect and celebrate a sector. You know, it's funny, I, uh, coming from a marketing background, I used to not really like awards because they seem like a very, kind of seem like big RFPs. You know, the companies that have more resources, more time, they're able to put in all the entries um, and they work with bigger budgets. And so arguably they might have some some work that feels a bit more recognition worthy than others. But when it comes to these type of awards, it feels to me, just even based on what I've seen on LinkedIn, it feels like a really good opportunity to get people together and kind of like remind people what's going on out there. And uh, what I liked about the Aztec Awards from what I saw is that there was such a good variety of people in attendance and winning that it feels to me like it almost helps encourage people who are looking at this type of work kind of gives them a little bit of like a, a positive reinforcement or a little bit of reassurance that there is room for, for this type of work in our city. And so I really like the idea of some sort of recognition, whether it's awards or whether it's just like a, you know, state of the industry type of event or something. It's, it's nice to bring people together. Yeah, I used to say about awards, it's like a pat on the back for one guy and a slap in the face for everybody else. But I, I think I am coming around to your way of thinking that, especially in this area where there's a lot of people that are heads down and you don't even know that they're working on this cool stuff until somebody else notices it. So there's mm -hmm. some some value to that as well. So at the Aztec Awards, 42 awards were presented and 22 of them were to folks in the Edmonton area. Uh, we will link to the full list and to the story that Tabroot published about this in the show notes because that's way too many to talk about here. But I did want to highlight quite a few of the honorees. So 
um, in the kind of the big, the first chunk of awards, Sunil Vedula of NanoPrecise won for outstanding innovation in digital technologies and customer applications. I didn't know much about NanoPrecise before this, so this is like case in point for awards, like kind of highlighting folks. Um, but they use artificial intelligence and Internet of Things technology to provide predictive maintenance in machines in a whole bunch of different industries, which maximizes uptime and has a whole bunch of other good effects. I do know uh, one of the other award winners, Dean Bittner of Run With It Synthetics. They won for outstanding achievement in AI and ML advancement in adaptive learning and simulation. Run With It, we've talked about a lot. They create synthetic digital models of complex systems to help decision makers kind of anticipate what's going to happen in the future, depending on what they decide to do. Uh, Future Fields, who we've featured on the show before, where it was recognized for outstanding achievement in environmental sustainability for innovative applications in environmental protection. We'll link to the episode that we did with them. They use insect-based biotechnology to make sustainable recombinant proteins for a whole bunch of different uses. And John Lewis of Entos uh, Pharmaceuticals won one of the awards for outstanding achievement in health and uh, talked about him before as well. His company specializes in genetic medicines that are delivered in the novel ways, which is aiming to change the way that we prevent and treat various diseases, including cancer. Thoughts on any of these amazing companies? Well, first of all, uh, you're right. They are all amazing. And I think what it always reminds me of when I see companies like this is that, well, first of all, I like that the ones that you've highlighted have a lot of commercial applications because it does mm-hmm. sometimes feel like we have so many companies in this region that are really focused on the long game and focused on like a lot of research and academia And that's really important, but it's also important to be able to commercialize a lot of these things and start making, uh, making money, creating jobs and, and all those great things that come from having a bigger company. But I think the more that it seems like we're kind of early to the game on certain things like AI and ML and even some of the health research that we have. So it's nice to see the market catching up. But I also think, you know, to the earlier point that earlier question you asked me about awards, a lot of these folks are not doing things that you could walk uh, into a store and purchase. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's with the, our shortened attention spans these days, it's really easy to glamorize companies that do things like that. And that's not to say those companies aren't important, but we're working on really big stuff around here. And um, I just love the fact that we're able to showcase it in a way that kind of shows the commercial importance of these places. And so all the companies that you've highlighted are great. I mean, personally, I'm most interested in what Future Fields is doing just because I think, you know, maybe it's because there's an event coming up or it just happened actually yesterday for, um, you know, what the future of food looks like. And there was Mm -hmm. a chancellor's event at the university. And so I think thinking about how we define food, how we protect food, how we think about what the future of food in Alberta looks like. uh, That's kind of why Future Fields is a little bit top of mind for me. But all of these companies are are incredible and doing amazing things. Yeah, I should also add that there were other honorees that are more in the kind of pure research side of things, which is kind of a cool thing about the Aztec Awards. It kind of brings those folks who are commercializing this stuff together in the same room with the folks that are kind of coming up with the brilliant ideas that eventually will be commercialized. So, mm-hmm. of course, 
it's easier for me to get my head around the folks that are actually like selling stuff. But yeah, <laughs> the awards also recognized quite a few organizations that are leading change is the way that they put it. And um, one of those is somebody that uh, we're going to interview on a future episode, Autism Can Tech. So stay tuned for that. The team behind iSteam, which is a program that gets Indigenous undergraduate students at the University of Alberta involved in environmental research, was also honored. Um, William Fitzberg of Onlia, who we've talked to, talked to Jennifer Griffin Schaefer from Onlia uh, in a previous episode. They got a nod for innovative approaches to learning. And I wanted to highlight Mike Zuri of Painworth. Um, he won uh, for Early Career Changemaker. And he shared this really nice story on LinkedIn, talking about how the last time he was at the Innovation Center at Nate, he was presenting the idea for Painworth, which is like a better way to deal with personal injury claims, to an audience of lawyers, and they booed him. <laughs> and so then here he was in that same room accepting an award for that business. And he, he wrote on LinkedIn, I think the message here is to have the courage to follow your beliefs. It's hard. I know. And sometimes you will want to give up or give in. But if you can surround yourself with just enough of the right people who can lift you up when you are feeling darkest, then the courage to push forward becomes a little easier to find. How does that resonate with you? Uh, it's so true. You know, it's so true. It's uh, entrepreneurship. Like it's not for the faint of heart. And you know this, right? I mean. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have some sort of internal driver that tells you that there's a better way of approaching a problem, you wouldn't actually have the ability to stick with it and, and go through it. And, and you may not succeed in the way that you thought, and that's fine. But I think it's about focusing on the process and focusing on you know, the journey of actually trying and testing something. And so I think you know, with what Mike's saying about surrounding yourself with the right people, I think, you know, when I, I'm not trying to be like a, a commercial for Edmonton or anything, but when people ask me why I'm still in Edmonton, that is one of the reasons is that mm. you can find those people who will lift you up a little bit and who will, you know, kind of say, Hey, I know what you're going through. And, and I'm here if you want to chat about it. And I know you and I are both part of, you know, the uh, threshold impact venture mentoring services at the University of Alberta. And that's a program where I feel like mentorship is really dialed in because it's really about sharing those peer experiences and helping people have the tools to deal with the challenges, not giving them the answers to the solution or to the problem because those aren't yeah. easy to find. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think it resonates hugely with me. And, and I think that's why people gravitate towards these little cities or regions where there's a certain concentration of types of people or industries because you just want to be surrounded by people who are like you know just as just as um maybe not that smart and, and <laughs> all going after this crazy entrepreneurial journey with you but it makes sense right it's, it's kind of the way to keep from being lonely and uh and getting discouraged on your own yeah for sure uh, some awards of distinction were also presented to various organizations that Taproot has highlighted before. Uh, our old friends G2V Optics, 
zero point cryogenics and Alta ML. Also, some of the those kind of connector people um, were honored, uh, namely Colin Tran, who uh, started that next gen entrepreneurship group at the U of A, and Tim Carwell of Comalert, who was behind the the Goodwill project that ended up giving run with it um, nice office space on Jasper Avenue. Uh, and then a company that I didn't know anything about before this, but I'm eager to learn more about them, is called Sarcomere Dynamics. It was founded by Avtar Mandahar, and it's working on building what they call the best robotic hand in the world, which that's a cool thing to come from Edmonton. Any thoughts on, on those guys? Well, when I hear uh, Sarcomere Dynamics, I wonder if they're working with uh, Patrick Polarski over at um, at Amy, because I know he's done a lot of really great work on prosthetics and uh, mm-hmm. and AI ML. So I wonder if there's there's anything happening there. I did see a photo um, at one of the previous Amy events, like I think this was a long time ago, or maybe it was on Halloween, of the robotic hand handing out candy or something, oh. something like that. Maybe I dreamt that. I don't know. But I know it does a lot of really cool things. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if they're working together. And if they're not, maybe they should be. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's interesting. The Connector Awards are always really interesting to me because it does take a little extra something special to work on something that benefits you as a company, but also inherently benefits the community around you. And Tim Carwell, to me, is always a really um, interesting fellow that way. Because I don't know how much you know Tim, but he has this very infectious energy. uh, And he can get you excited about pretty much anything. But I think there's two things that I, I look at when I, in the things that we've talked about so far, is that Tim Carwell he was awarded something around his being an indigenous entrepreneur. Yeah. And then we look at one of the other entrepreneurs that won for a company that's focused on getting indigenous undergrad students involved in environmental research. Well, mm-hmm. I just think it's cool when you look at some of the through lines between people in different cultures and what they're working on. And you can really see how their cultures, their, their entrepreneurial pursuits are influenced by values in their culture like yeah. respect for land and earth and uh, community and focusing on the group rather than the individual. So I, I really like when we do these very, not, not niche is not really the word, but these very specific community driven awards. And I think it teaches us that it is so important to focus on commercialization and research, but we're, we're all kind of doing this for more than just ourselves, you know, yeah. especially if you look at the the purists on the research side, like you were talking about earlier, it's like, that's just a thankless area to be in sometimes, you know, you mm-hmm. work for years and years and then eventually, hopefully you're able to make a difference and commercialize something. But a lot of these ideas just end up on the cutting room floor. For sure. Yeah. But I agree with you that uh, diversity is strength and the more different kinds of things that we have uh, feeding in, the more different points of view we have feeding in, the stronger it is. Uh, finally, the Aztec Awards also recognized uh, regional innovation. We're big fans of paying attention to the region around Edmonton as well here. So uh, among the winners was uh, Wilson Analytical Services in St. Albert, which builds instruments for clean tech measurement. 
there's also a team of researchers from Nate's Center for Boreal Research that's working on better ways to propagate plants in reforestation and reclamation areas in uh, Peace River. And the team from 2020 Seed Labs in NISCU, which is working on molecular-based diagnostic tests for seed and soil testing, which just made me think, who who knew? We need to look more into that. It's quite amazing to, to see the breadth and depth of the work that's being done out there. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, uh, Edmonton's a unique place like that because we have this urban concentration and we've got these amazing post-secondary institutions. But then we've also got so much land right outside of our city borders. And I think I read something from um, Stanford Blade, the dean of the Mm. Agriculture and Life and Environmental Sciences uh, Department at the U of A. And he was talking about the opportunity that we have in in agriculture and agri-food. And obviously I fully agree with that, but yes. he was talking about this opportunity that we have from research, commercialization, uh, optimizing crop yields, all these things. And I think when you put together what can happen in an urban setting and a rural setting, like that's, I think, quite unique to, to Edmonton more than other places in Alberta or even maybe in Canada. And so it's kind of cool. It's like, we're always known for this very industrial type of of historical entrepreneurship around construction, oil and gas, all these things, machinery, manufacturing. But then yet we're also doing so many things that have such huge um, environmental and social impact. And I, and I guess one kind of goes in hand with the other. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is really cool to see all that work. And I, I think it'd be fun to do, you know, like a, a tour of some of these companies to see, see what they're actually working on. I'm, I'm always curious. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, thank you for bringing up that Stan Blade uh, piece. We'll link to that as well as all of the other things that we've made uh, passing reference to uh, here. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll look ahead to Startup TNT's Investment Summit 6 and some of the companies that we'll be pitching there. Bloom is brought to you by Edmonton Unlimited. Here's a message from our sponsor. Every solution starts with an idea. At Edmonton Unlimited, we're here to help you build that idea into a thriving business. We offer free foundational programs like Business Model 101 and Discover and Validate, where you'll learn the basics of entrepreneurship and how to map out each element of your business model. Then you'll be ready to understand where your customers are and how to validate and build out that idea. Along the way, you'll be connected with like-minded problem solvers and get hands-on support from experienced facilitators. Register today and start your entrepreneurial journey with our foundational programs and more at edmontonunlimited.com. This episode of Bloom is also brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least. Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. That makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. So now that we've looked back at the Aztec Awards, let's look ahead to Startup TNT's Investment Summit 6. The top five in Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba have been released. 
couple of the Edmonton companies have already been featured on Bloom because, you know, we are cutting edge and have our fingers on the pulse and all the other cliches. Uh, those would be Yume, which has come up with a device to improve eye health and relaxation, and Kidney Check, which uh, MacMail and I talked about last week. Uh, to They've developed a diagnostic test to find chronic kidney disease in your cat or your dog early enough to treat it. Uh, any thoughts on those two companies? Yeah, I mean, I love them both because they're both personally uh, relevant to me. I have like the worst dry eye, which I've been uh, really investigating a lot over the last few weeks because it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things I struggle with is consistency around the treatments that I'm supposed to do, including putting a hot compress on my eyes. So as we head into winter, I am personally, selfishly, very excited for you, May. And <laughs> I'm still curious about how things are going with uh, with Michelle Romano and, and that investment. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them. And kidney check, you know, I have a dog and he's starting to get some kidney issues. And, you know, every, he's getting old. So every time I go to the vet, I, you know, I can't help but think as I hand over my credit card for the several hundred dollars worth of tests that, like, I wish there was an easier way to do that. And yeah. um, so kidney check is an awesome one. And I saw that they recently launched a new website that makes it a bit easier to purchase their products. Mm -hmm. So I will be making a purchase, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely cheering for them in, in this because, again, global problems, you know, and uh, and we need a solution. It's expensive yeah. to take care of those pets. Yeah. Uh, well, perhaps luckily the other three companies that are uh, pitching at Startup TNT are not likely to take your personal credit card uh, in for their wares. Uh, they're interesting companies nonetheless. Um, last week, we talked briefly about Electronic Grid Systems, which is an uh, interesting company that got some help early on from Alberta Innovates and has kept growing with the help of various accelerators. Their Swift Charge System makes it easier to scale infrastructure for electric vehicle charging. So that's one to watch for sure. There's also 48-hour discovery, which Taproot wrote about in 2021 after it received $800,000 to work on peptide-based drug discovery. It's also been working with fusion pharmaceuticals to find new ways to treat solid tumors. And then SketchDeck AI, which automates data extraction from building drawings, which is very interesting to me. It's like a problem I didn't know existed. But when I look at their website, I think, wow, if people are doing this by hand, it's good that there's something that could do that automatically. So, and like you may, they are in the current cohort of the Alberta Innovates Revenue Accelerator powered by GrowthX. So it would seem that they do have customers for what they're uh, working on and are looking for more thoughts on any of those. Yeah, I just like the variety. It's nice to see that it's not always the same old, same old companies going after everything. I do like that there's companies moving through different programming in, in the ecosystem. So we've, of course, heard about some of these companies before in a different context. Like you said about sketch uh, sketchdeck.ai, like there's so many problems that need solving that we don't even know about. And um, I think that's kind of like one of those, why they say that you should really focus on like narrow problems and solving something specific because you'll be able to get a better base of customers. Of course, you know, for me, Swift Charge is always really interesting because I think as we're moving to this more electricity-based infrastructure, they've got something that's pretty easy to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Whereas with 48 hour discovery, you know, I looked at their website and, uh, I think they're just too smart for me. I still don't really know what they do. And, uh, but, but I'm excited for all of them. And I, and I think more than anything, I'm just really curious to watch their pitches because there's always so much to learn from companies pitching. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this also made me think about something that Christina Milkey from Sprout VC uh, said in a story that we published uh, a couple weeks ago about the evolution of the startup investment scene in Edmonton. And in it, she praised startup TNT for kind of getting more newbies involved in investment at a lower dollar amount than the big venture capital that she deals with and educating more people on how to invest and how to find the opportunities. So even though most of the time on Bloom, we talk about uh, the companies because that's kind of a little more accessible and also, you know, indicative of what's going on in innovation in Edmonton. It is worth noting, I think, that more than half the battle is fighting the folks that have the money. And that's what Startup TNT is set up for. Yeah, I really like that uh, philosophy. And I know with Startup TNT, they're also starting to provide a bit more educational programming around making investments. And I think that is really important because Edmonton, there's a lot of generational wealth in our city, but there's also a lot of wealth that has come from a very small number of industries before. And if the world is changing, then so should our investors and so should people who are looking to create the next few generations of wealth. Um, and how are they going to find that? And, they, you know, similar to when companies pitch, they say practice makes perfect. Well, same with investing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about creating as much deal flow as possible so that folks can write smaller checks and start understanding what is their investment thesis? What are they looking for? What do they believe in? And with these smaller checks, you know, the payoff is not always as big. And so you're not betting a ton on just one or two companies. You're kind of making a lot of tiny bets and hoping that a larger number of them pay off. So I think it's about like a little bit of like muscle memory, right? Yeah. You just need to get in the habit of something and it becomes easier and it be you get smarter and you ask better questions. I think what Startup TNT is doing is very helpful for both sides of the equation. And if we want to keep more companies here, then we need to give them reasons. And one of those reasons is definitely capital. So yeah. Yeah, that's my two cents. A very worthy two cents. Uh, <laughs> the Investment Summit is happening in person and, uh, and online on November 17th. They're aiming to raise more than a million bucks for Prairie Startups that night. And we will link to the details in the show notes. That's it for this week. If you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes of Bloom. And if you like this episode, why not share it with a friend? Bloom is produced by Taproot Edmonton with editing by Castria. Our music is by Davon Beaker and our cover art is by Vicky Wersinski. Bye.